Hi, and welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Lyra. And I'm Galena. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the darkness. darkness. <laughs> uh, so we do apologize. We've been gone for a little while. Unscheduled hiatus now ended. Yes. Um, we had some personal things happen in in a couple of our, our lives. Yes. Uh, nothing that we're going to go into on the podcast. But we are back now. We're going to aim for our, our regular two-week schedule um, I think we're going to try and get this episode episode up on Friday, but I think we'll probably go back to our Saturday postings. Yes. Because that was easier on us. Much, much easier. Yeah. <laughs> but we're excited to be back. We're so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm really excited to be back. Um, I did try to post a card of the day about a week or so ago. By the time you hear it, it's going to be a little over that. But... Um, I meant to do it every day, did not get to, um, but I will be back to doing that and showcasing all of our different decks again, because we've got a few different ones now. Yeah, I got a new one for Christmas. I know, it's so cute, it's kitty cats. It is kitty cats. And maybe even playing with some oracle cards. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I also have um, runes that I'm still trying to learn, yes. so I might do a few rune posts as I'm, I'm working on that. I haven't really got to dig into it. That was, I got those back when we went to Salem in the summer and I still haven't got to really touch <laughs> on runes. So. Well, I think one of the things is we're going to have to make time every day for study and working on our magical parts because I don't know about some of you witches out there, but when the seasons change, sometimes you become less active in your magic. Sometimes you become more active. It just depends on you really on what you connect to. Um, Lyra is more of an earth based. Yeah. Uh, she is a, an earth sign as far as astrological signs go, but she, <laughs> I get real jazzed about storms. She does. <laughs> um, but in the winter, a lot of times she goes kind of dormant. It's true. Like right, right around fall, I get really excited about it because mm -hmm. you know it's tis the season. It's a change. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, in the winter, I you know what? That's true about everything. I kind of just stop being a person <laughs> through the winter in some respects, and then spring will roll around, and I hate spring so much. <laughs> that I might start being active again. Maybe that's just how it is. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, in bulk was a few days ago on the 2nd, which means we are at the equinox. And it's halfway between winter and spring. So spring is around the corner for those of us in the northern hemisphere. Mm -hmm. In the southern hemisphere, fall is upon you. <laughs> So you have your exciting time of all the trees changing. Yeah. Which is so lovely. It's my favorite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I don't really know what my favorite... So uh, season. Season. Yes, <laughs> season. Is because I pretty much hate them all equally. <laughs> uh, I don't like winter. It's too damn cold. I don't really like summer. I mean, I do, but I don't. It's so hot, though. It is so hot, and it's like you're living in Satan's ass crack. It really is. Um, we spring's don't have, all right. Like, central air. <laughs> <laughs> spring's all right, but like, it has no idea what it wants to do. It's winter in the morning, and then like it's winter in the evening. But in between, it might be chilly or fucking hot as hell. And like, you never get 
like you don't get that spring experience anymore. Like I remember having nice spring days for a while as a kid. We mm-hmm. get like three of them. Yeah. And then it goes straight. Um, it, 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 we usually, we get like a couple days of each thing and then it's either summer or winter. Yeah. There's no in between anymore. And it's horrible. I will say it's nice and stormy around spring, but that's also when the insects come back. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I get so like bothered in the springtime because like, you know, insects are all over the place and that's not really an issue because they're fine. They're living their lives, but spiders are back in full force. <laughs> See, spiders don't really bother me. Spiders bother me. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but you know, we're we're back and we are working on all of our stuff still. Um actually have heard from a few people. Wanna thank Banshee for for checking on us because we hadn't posted in a while. Uh she was, if you guys remember, was our oh Lord, a year ago Yule winner. I don't think we got our stuff out till till spring. Absolutely not. It was crazy and hard and expensive. (laughs) (laughs) I think we sent her a whole bunch of peeps. (laughs) Oh, I think. And other candies. A lot of peanut butter based candies. Um, But I just wanted to thank her for checking on us. We've actually had several new witches and witches returning to their craft reach out to us. And I just want to say thank you guys for reaching out and letting us know that, that we helped you along your way. It really is lovely hearing from everybody. We got a really wonderful email a while ago um, from a, a male witch about his perspective on being a witch and, and you know, this this one really female-dominated field. Yes. <laughs> Which, it, it's hard, I would I would say, because everything is like, and then the witch she takes, da-da-da. And yeah. it's, so it's like, no. I think we need to be a little more gender gender neutral in what we say, too. I agree. Because we do tend to be like, all right, which is fashion, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and I, I apologize for that. I don't think we'll be able to avoid, like, a feminine tilt because we are all women. That's true. But. That's true. Three women, or three. Three. Four women on this show. We're basically one person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lear and I have now merged. And we are one person, and we're Galera. We have we have done the fusion dance. Oh god! <laughs> My husband and I have been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> Do they dance too, or is it just in Steven Universe? Oh, wait, no, fusion dance. That's both. <laughs> they both dance. I didn't know they dance in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but like they have to like bend over and touch the tips of their fingers. It's really stupid. They also have to wear the Kai earrings. We don't have to talk about Dragon Ball okay. on this. this I, I was just shocked that they both had to dance. <laughs> and then they mix their names. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's like the worst cup celebrity name ever. Yes. <sighs> I love Dragon Ball anyway. <laughs> but um Definitely, if you want to say anything to us, reach out. We're mostly all right at <laughs> responding. It uh, might be it might be a slow response, but we will get to it. Well, a lot of times, one of us will no- will notify the others that we got a message, and then we all get super happy about it, and then no one responds because we think that somebody else responded. Yeah, we might we need to start like claiming it in a in the messages like like in volleyball when people yell that's my ball <laughs> that's a good idea um or we could do a schedule you know, weird comparison when we, but when we all monitor it 
your best chance for speaking to one of us is probably on the Instagram. And that's at Witch Witch Podcast. Yes, man, it has been a bit, huh? Yeah, it has. <laughs> um, on Gmail, it is witchwitchpodcast at gmail.com. At gmail. Actually, I think our, in- our Instagram might be witchwitchpod. I thought that was Twitter. You're right. Okay. And Twitter is at witchwitchpod. I'm going to say probably don't don't talk to us on Twitter. Yeah, we don't, we don't do anything with Twitter, and I apologize. I think I'm too old. I just... I'm not, I'm hardly interested in the social media I actually use. <laughs> I think Nettle and I are the most active on Instagram. Yeah, I think so. We do a lot of that. Uh, but thank you for sticking with us. Those of you who followed us through the endless hiatus. Yeah, it really stretched there. It was only going to be like two weeks and then we didn't say anything. And then I made a post or something about how we would return in January. And you know, today's the sixth. Yeah, we're recording on the sixth. I'm so that, that's not for full, us. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not a full week outside of January. <laughs> we're, we're really cutting it close. It's also like almost midnight. Right? It's January thirty seventh. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yes, but thank you guys for sticking with us. We love you. And I hope to bring good content to you here in the new year. Yeah. You know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers fucking crossed, man. <laughs> but uh, apart from that, I don't think we have any anything else to go over. No new business. No new business. <laughs> We've done no business. That's so true. It is. Um, we're also discussing, since the holidays are hard on everybody, maybe next year around holiday uh, time, we might take a break until mid-January then as well. Actually, mid-January then, though. <laughs> Not just, you know, pretending yeah. that we're going to do it. And because um, we don't we don't want to, like, burn out on you guys. So I think it'd be a good idea to to pause everything when when it's real stressful. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my God. Well, you guys, I don't know if the microphone picked that up or not. But if so, you guys got to hear the ghost knocking the door off the hinges. <sighs> It happens all the time now. Uh, the because I don't know if it was when we last spoke to you guys, but our door is completely messed up now. Um, and it just anytime, anytime she's feeling it, I guess. Just well, my TV is not tuned to the channel where she can get Sesame Street right now because I forgot to change it last week or so. Yeah. So she's you know not had her Sesame Street. I think Oscar the Grouch is really her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. He's a good one. He is. It's fun. I hope we caught that because it's a fun little bit of spooky audio. <laughs> I know. I almost jumped out of my skin. It's every time it happens, it scares me half to death. I can be a be- in bed asleep and it does it and I wake up. Oh, yeah. You can hear it anywhere in the house because I, I hope the microphone picked it up because if not, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it is so loud and it like shakes the house a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but... Stick around. Maybe she's saying hi. Yeah, maybe she's saying hi. Uh, Stick around and we will be bringing you some very special segments. Thank you for sticking with us. There was like a pause after thank you and I really thought you were just going to leave it at that. (laughs) Just thank you. Click done. That's that's it. That's that's (laughs) the whole bit. (laughs) 
I would like to welcome you guys to our next segment, which is Galena's Goddess Grotto. Woo! Been a little while. Yeah. I guess it's been a little while since we've done anything. It, that's true. Today's featured goddess is Lilith. Yay. Uh, you looked at me like I was supposed to react. <laughs> You're supposed to cheer. Yes. <laughs> Lilith's a pretty cool figure. She is. She's very cool. Um, she's much more ancient than we really give her credit for being. Because uh, most people, when you hear Lilith, you think of Adam's first wife yeah. or something like that. She actually predates that. Um, I think somewhere in my research. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but she dates all the way back to 2100 BC, as far as we can tell, probably before that. She's a really cool character. Uh, she's featured in several ancient religious texts. Uh, the Alchem of... The Alchem. Mm -hmm. The Epic of Gilba, Gil Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, <laughs> which is a Sumerian text. Uh, the One of the original, like stories right like one of our oldest that we yeah it's like yeah. on literal literally on cuneiform tablets yeah um she was in the bible the early jewish uh or the torah she's not in the king's james or later or well, I, don't... I mean none, none of the like creatures none of the interesting bits are in the king james um and she's also in the talmud which is also the Babylonian and early Jewish book of laws, legends, myths, and things. Uh, in Sumerian, or Sumerian, the Sumerians, what? You I had to, no, I had to cough. Okay. I'm so sorry. I tried to do it quietly. <laughs> Sumerians uh, mentioned her as a, dark, as a demon or dark goddess. That, I think, is kind of the translator's fault. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when they are like, these two men were the best of friends. They even slept in the same bed. Yeah. Definitely not gay. I think it's kind of something like that. They, um, they're they like, oh, well, obviously it's a female goddess who happens to have some dark aspects. She's definitely a demon. Yeah. Um, but in all of the Sumerian things, it's very, very obvious that she has always been associated with witchcraft. Nice. Yeah. Right? Uh, her name in Sumerian was Lilitu. Did not look that up at all. So, I mean, I looked up the spelling. Didn't look up the pronunciation. Well, do we know how to connect, correctly pronounce anything in Sumerian? It's a dead language. So, I mean, we have an idea. But, like, no. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which meant wind spirit or female demon. Uh, she's mentioned on the 11th tablet of the ep. I cannot say epic tonight. <laughs> the Epic of Gilgamesh. That's dating all the way back to 2100 BC. So she was probably mentioned much, much sooner. And in a lot a lot of oral tradition that wasn't yet transcribed. But that was our first yeah. written. Yeah, that's our first written. Uh, she also can be represented in the branches of a tree or as part of the tree of life uh, in Kabbalah, Jewish and uh, the Talmud. Um, I don't remember all the creatures, but there were different ones in the top branches or in the crown. There was one in the lower branches. There was one who made their home in the middle of the tree, which was Lilith. She's also 
portrayed as being in the branches as an owl who who nested there. Interesting. Sorry, mm -hmm. I we must have been on a very similar wavelength because I looked up Lilith like the other day for reasons, not any specific ones. And I, I saw some representations of her as an owl and I wasn't sure mm -hmm. what it was connected to. So that's good yeah. to know. That's where it comes from. Uh, let's see here. Biblical, she was the first wife of Adam. Uh, she was created at the same time as Adam, made of similar things. Although if you get into a lot of the Jewish descriptions, she was made of filth and scum and all kinds of stuff. Which, right. Yeah. Definitely not a patriarchal slant on that story. <laughs> Uh, she was very strong and independent, and she wanted to be equal to Adam, which, you know, royally pissed Adam off because he wanted her to serve him. Um, from what I can tell in my research, their biggest argument is that when they had sex, he wanted to do it missionary, and she was like, we should do it as equals. And that's part of what led to the end of their marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Adam was not about uh, reverse cowgore. Calgore, Calgore, Calgirl, or you know, Lotus position or anything like that. He was like, no, 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 we're doing this one way and one way only. <laughs> um, so she left the Garden of Eden, and she found freedom, and returned or refused to return to Eden even when threatened by death by angels. Nice. Um, there's. I just really like anybody that can live out of spite. Well. In some of the things I read, while she's out of Eden, she went to the Red Sea, which I'm imagining was, you know, the first spa day. <laughs> but there it says there was a lot of levacious demons that hung around the Red Sea. So basically she was having sex all the time and giving birth to upwards of 100 demons a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just imagine that. Like she's just having sex continuously and continuously pop popping out little baby demons so or i guess nice right just <laughs> just you know having a blast living her best life because i think that's technically in the bible that's before childbirth hurt oh yeah i guess so because it only hurt after adam and eve were cast out of the garden right yeah so you know she just popped them out like like pez <laughs> love it <laughs> I'm going to get smoked. <laughs> um, it's believed that when the Jewish patriarchal society moved in, they made the Sumerian goddess into an evil character to keep people from worshipping her. Which is, you know, the usual when a conquering... Oh yeah, any any female empowering figure is trashed when a, a pa patriarchal... Pa patri fuck me. Patriarchal society takes over. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, here, here's my, here's where I get into that. I apologize. I got ahead of myself. Lilith refused to lie on her back while Adam dominates over her. And when she refuses, this angered Adam. He wanted a submissive wife. Um, she's portrayed as the enemy of Eve and the enemy of all submissive wives. Great. <laughs> uh, during Adam and Eve's separation, which apparently I didn't know about this, they had to pay penance for eating of the, uh, the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Uh, so they had to be abstinent away from each other for a while. Hmm. Lilith caused nocturnal emissions of Adam, which is where the night hag, succubus, and incubuses <laughs> apparently come from uh, in Adam and used his sperm to impregnate herself so she could give birth to demons. So I, want, I have a, an important question. 
This was in religious texts. We yes. talked about nocturnal emissions and stealing semen. Yes. Wild. Okay. Yeah. So, like, like I know now people use like syringes without the needle and like she's just scooping turkey it up. turkey basters. <laughs> yeah. Like, how is she doing this? Like, is she just like catching it as it comes out and then like. I don't know, using her fingers just to shove it up in there or like a rolled up leaf because, you know, but, I mean, what they do didn't they have? have tools. Like they, they dress themselves in fig leaves for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually fig leaves, but that's, that's how we always see it. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> uh, early Jewish people believe that she caused abortions. Abortions are basically from what I can tell is sex done anytime when your, your intention is not to create a new life. Oh, okay. So it's, they just know, refer to that non, non procreative sex, masturbating or literal abortions. And that's either caused by you or miscarriages. I mean, fuck. She's, <laughs> she's really out there taking care of us, huh? And she murdered infants in their sleep because she was angry and wanted to kill all of the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. Mm. Uh, if the baby smiled in its sleep, they believed that Lilith was entertaining them and they would bop them on the nose to wake or distract the baby. Holy Christ! Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> so you imagine your, your baby's having this pleasant little dream where it's smiling. You're just like, no, pop! <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> this is olden times. Everything's sad. Everything's sad. Everything <laughs> wants to kill you. I uh, also believe she came in the form of an owl to drink blood from small children. Because that's what owls do. Yes. <laughs> Didn't you know that that's what <laughs> that beak is for? <laughs> Not for eating mice. Just peck a little bit of blood. <laughs> uh, she's also associated in biblical terms as a sexual temptation, storms, disease, illness, and death. All the fun ones. I mean, honestly. Uh, in Sumeria, she dates back to a serpent bird goddess. So it's even older than than the text of Gilgamesh. But so this is this is why she's depicted with wings so often. Yes, she's often depicted with the head and breasts of a woman. The lower half of her body is a serpent, and she has sometimes she has wings and claws. Awesome! Yeah, fucking a winged naga. That's the coolest thing ever. Well, in some things, she's got like scaly legs like I don't know if they're technically oh. serpent legs or like bird legs but she's got like the talons on her feet uh, basically like a harpy yeah is what awesome. I imagine her uh, but she's got like the face and breasts of a woman and wings and I dig yeah, it she's pretty cool uh, the goddess of uh, she was a goddess of agriculture and the hand of Ayana uh, the queen of heaven or Ishtar oh uh, she would gather men from the streets and lead them to the temple of sacred prostitutes. So sacred prostitutions yeah. back. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, the one of the things written about her is Yana has sent the beautiful, unmarried, and seductive prostitute out into the fields and streets in order to lead men astray. She in Sumeria was kind of tasked with being the temptress and by uh, and kind of like a chaos. <laughs> awesome entity <laughs> um 
She helped women in childbirth and nursed infants. Uh, she can be represented by serpents, the crossroad, trees, owls, the dark moon, lions, bird, and birds of prey, or vultures. Man, she's really got a claim on all the cool shit, huh? She really does. Uh, she's known as, uh, known as the goddess of who... <laughs> known as the goddess who screeches constantly. <laughs> That's more of in her owl form. <laughs> I'm surprised she hasn't come to you. <laughs> well, well, if she's the night hag, she has. <laughs> um, uh, her counterparts are Yana, Ishtar, Ashira, Anath, and Isis. Oh, neat. So they're all kind of the sim- they they play similar roles in their yeah. pantheons. Uh, but yeah, no, I was actually going to talk about that when they said the night hag. A few weeks ago, I had a pretty horrific, yeah. I think it was sleep paralysis of an old woman who was terrifying with like sunken eyes who sat on my chest and covered my mouth and told me to keep screaming. Maybe they'd hear me. Oof chilling or it was like yes yes maybe they'll hear you oh i don't like it yeah and i was screaming my head off which when i woke up i was going which is so uncomfortable yeah my throat hurt but i i figured like my jaw was like locked yeah locked shut so none of that actually got out except for like it just sounded like me like groaning or growling which I'm sure if anybody else heard it, it was terrifying for them as well. <laughs> uh, but I think she wins a pretty good space in our grotto. Yeah. I think she's another top tier goddess. Yeah, I like her. That's cool as, as heck. I keep trying not to say the F word for some reason. <laughs> it's not like we're not an explicit. I've also already said it a few times in this episode. Yeah, so I don't know what you're so, you know, prudish about. I know. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> no, Lilith is pretty cool. Um Nettle actually got me a pretty cool, a pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Apparently I had a stroke at some point. Um, a pretty cool Lilith uh, rosary. Uh, Cause you guys remember when we talking about getting my witch's rosary and I was so excited about it. Um, which I immediately broke. <laughs> I've got to put it. It's not broken. Just the jump ring came off. Yeah. I'm going to put it back together and then I'll post pictures of it. Cause it's so effing cool. I actually wore it to the wizard fest we went to. Yeah. And yeah, I, was I, cool. I was excited about it. <laughs> but that's all I have on Lilith at this time. She's pretty dang awesome. Um, got a bad rap. And was tasked with some pretty horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. She's also, I forgot to add in, the possible origin of vampires or at least the the basis of vampires because of all the blood drinking really um in greek the lamina that is kind of the vampire it snatches small children and kills them in greek mythology she was that Hmm. so she's got a lot of cool stuff going on for her heck yeah She's really cornered the market on some cool, cool mythos. Yeah, I, I like that they turned a goddess of agriculture and childbirth yeah. into like this demon monster. Of course they did, though. Uh, you know, but neo-paganism is kind of trying to take her back. and Yeah, it's really popular in, in mm-hmm. some of those circles. And let's let's hope that she gets her rightful due. I hope so. Uh, we also have a close friend, 
sibling. <laughs> sibling. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say friend. For some reason, I was like, well, it'll be weird if I'm like, we have a sibling, but it wouldn't be. I was thinking like that. <laughs> I was thinking like, no, we must keep relationships secret for some reason. You're definitely not my sister. I've never met you before. I don't know why I suddenly was like, no one must know. No, our little brother. Yeah, our little brother uh, has been sort of called upon by Lilith. She is his patron. So that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for their path. And it's the first time a, a deity's reached out to them. And I'm just very excited. And can't wait to watch them grow in their craft. I know, really excited too. <laughs> Which it's exciting. Um, maybe if you guys want to reach out to us and let us know what, what deities have reached out to you. Yeah, we'd love to hear about that. I as I, we've we've spoken about you and um Amun. Yeah. On Amun. the the show before. Mm-hmm. And then was there another one that spoke to you? There was. Do you remember who it was? I sure don't. <sighs> was it Hathor? Yeah, I think, yes, it was Hathor. Because there's been three, and I'm trying to remember oh, all three of them. I'm so forgetful. I've got it all written down somewhere. <laughs> what all's happened. Um, but yeah, no, um... So far, it's been mostly Egyptian yeah, gods and goddesses who've reached out to me, which is why I spent such a long time on the Egyptian pantheon. Um, you know, it's been it's been fun. So far, you're the only one of our group who has been like spoken to by mm-hmm. by deities. So Amun likes to pop up every now and then in my dreams and like test me. Yeah. He's also the one that showed up right after we had that disastrous uh attempt at a group thing remember yes yeah. yes so it's it's interesting well he showed up and he basically was asking me if I was ready for the the festival that was coming up and I was like there is no festival coming up and he's like really not in the middle of the month and when I looked it up uh because it was the beginning of June um in the that, in yeah. the middle of the month like somewhere between the like 15th and 20th would have been an Egyptian river festival where they were celebrating fertility and all this different stuff. And I was like, that's wild. Because yeah. I had no idea that even that festival, like he said it to me, like the name of the festival. And I was like, I there's no way I'm going to remember that. And he was just kind of like, <sighs> and honestly, like, I don't remember it now. And he was like, well, when you know more, we'll speak again. I'll send someone. Which is super cool. <laughs> Which is cool because, like, what was it, like, two weeks later, Bast showed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, that's where she got her name from. Yes. Uh, and I think for that, we we made, it like, a small offering at our local river. Yeah. We tossed some apples into the river because that, it goes along with it. Um, the next time he came back, he didn't look the same. But it was definitely him. I don't remember everything that went on. That one's a little more personal, so I'm not really going to talk about that. But it was, um, it, it was interesting the second time. Um, he's popped up in, like, the background of a dream recently, and that was kind of weird. He kind of, like... It, Checking it, up on you. Well, it was a bad dream. It was one of those where I've just been ignoring a lot of things because I haven't been practicing as much as I should. And it was kind of like... 
you really need to get on this. Yeah. <sighs> that's fair. We... Oh, Anubis we was the other one. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, uh, we're we on our way to getting all of our ducks back in a line and back into a practice that makes sense. Especially one that like fits the way we live. Because mm -hmm. I think we tend to go into things real hard and then stop. Well, so. Ed, we will, a lot of times, if the other one isn't feeling it, won't do it. And yeah. I think we both need to suck it up. Suck it up. And maybe when the other one's not feeling like it, do our own thing. Which yeah, that's we're fair. not we're not good about doing. No, we're pro we're what's that called when it's not self reliant, codependent. Codependent. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was great. True <laughs> moment of codependence. There. <laughs> but no, sorry that I rambled at the end of this. Um. But, you know, definitely reach out to us. We want to hear about your experiences with your deities. Hey, Nettle here. Uh, before I jump into this, I do want to mention that uh, the section I'm about to jump into, it's actually something I recorded a while ago. It sucked, so I re-listened to everything so I could, I could put it together less shittily. Uh, the problem being that apparent when i when i record things i will keep all the things i'm researching and the tabs i'm using open or at least saved but the second i'm done recording i delete them all or clear them all out partially for space and partially also like if i have to hand my device to somebody else for some reason they don't suddenly see all the witchcraft articles i've been looking at uh so anyway uh the point of that is i've lost a lot of the titles of the articles i was working with and Checking back over my recording, sometimes I, it was just too hard to try and catch the name because I am so slow and good at flipping words around. Um, also, because apparently for at least one whole portion of what I recorded, I just didn't mention a single article title because I'm an idiot. So anyway, um, I don't have a lot of the sources or a lot of the information of the sources I found. I don't, they weren't hard to find initially. So uh, if anyone's absolutely wanting uh, a source title uh hit me up and i will do my best and i will find it for you but uh so this this actually initially was a recording about famous witches from a variety of genders uh finding famous women <laughs> women witches pretty easy finding famous men witches a little harder um specifically i kept running into issues where like i would find sorry that men witches who they had they had more negative attributes than the the women witches, which I, I I got to be more picky with the women witches, honestly. Um, and it's not bad to discuss negative attributes or even like negative impacts or negative things people have done. And it's good to look at like negative th things people have done and look and see how they've changed later. Uh, for this, I'm not gonna focus on that. And going into that, finding famous non-binary, gender fluid, and agender witches. Somewhat difficult, but mostly depending on what your definition of famous is. Uh, for the other sections, most of the famous people I looked at, they're they're older. A lot of them are dead. Oh, you know, just dead. They're they're historic. That's that's a shitty word to use. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, so instead of just focusing on famous witches, I decided to focus more on just cool witches. Um. Oh, frankly, frankly, witches that are cool as shit. Uh, first, I want to talk about Lori Cabot, 
She's currently 86 years old and when I last researched is still alive. Um, she was initiated into a coven at about 16. She'd been interested in religions and was directed into looking to other types of religions like witchcraft. Uh, over the years, I noted initially that she built up her own practice. I have no idea what that means, and I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I assume specifically that she just she worked from the coven she was in into her own her, doing her own thing. Uh, she did seek out and gain the title of official witch of Salem, and has a witchcraft shop in Salem called the Enchanted. She's received a lot of backlash from people saying she wants to commercialize her craft, which is a kind of common thing for pretty much anything if you've started to make money from something. Um, I didn't do a lot of hard research in this. I didn't I didn't see anything exploitative or anything like she was actively taking advantage of anyone. So personally, if she wants to run a witchcraft shop and if she wants to if she if she, where she, she did want to, she went out and got the title of official witch of Salem. That's that's fine. I I'm a horrible person cuz I just don't really care. Um as long as she's not like doing something concerning. <laughs> Uh, she did found the Witches League of, for Public Awareness, and she fought for witches' civil rights. Um, I remember thinking this was really cool. I didn't know anything else about it. So, like, I'm very proud of her for this thing that I can give you very little information about. Uh, she's also an author, and I did zero research on her books or the quality of her books because I, I just forgot. <laughs> um... And she, she's, a, she's a really neat witch. Now, potentially, the coolest witch I'm going to talk about is Mary Laveau. She is the voodoo queen of New Orleans because no one else has taken the title from her. She is, in fact, no longer alive, but no one else has ever taken the title from her. Uh, it Her daughter, Mar Marie Laveau II, may have taken the title at one point. Uh, she's not remembered or considered to be the voodoo queen of New Orleans. It's also unclear if she actually took the title or not. Uh, like at any point when she was she was doing her practice. Uh, I have to say May a lot when talking about Marie Laveau because the research and the information, it's, it's a little conflicting. Uh, repeatedly when I was researching her, it was mentioned that the information may be conflated between her and her daughter. Um, so it's it's a little confusing about what information is coming from where. Uh, but also like, but most... Sorry, let me say it. Uh, there's more attributed to Marie Laveau than her daughter specifically. Uh, if you search Marie Laveau, you can find a lot of information. You'll find her daughter mentioned throughout. If you search Marie Laveau the second, you, there's just fucking nothing. Um, she just wasn't as famous, so there's just not as much information. A lot of the information about her daughter, as I'll mention throughout, is also just... Well, not throughout. I think I'll mention it one other time later. Is, um... It's very weird and like there's nothing to back it up, which actually is a lot of a lot of the stuff found about Marie Laveau too. Uh, born somewhere between 1794 and 1806, and born a free woman of color because her, uh, sorry and of Creole descent, uh, her grandmother had bought her way out of slavery, and then Marie Laveau, when she was born, she was the first generation of her family that had been born free. Uh, she was known as a black priestess. And she was briefly married to a man who then disappeared. There's different accounts of what happened to him. In one instance, it was believed he was abusive and she may have done something to make him go away. I love the something. Uh, which, if that's what happened, 
great. She did a great job. I'm very proud. Uh, and one source noted that, and this was really weird because this was the only source that said it like this, but it was, uh, there wasn't a body, so she wasn't and couldn't have been tried for murder. Uh, which I, that's, that's one way to look at it. A uh, weird, confusing, odd way of looking at it. But you know, that's one way you can, you can approach uh, the disappearance of a person. Um... <laughs> Oh, she's gone. Most of the other sources just said he disappeared or he had died or he probably died. Uh, afterwards, she did have a partner who was white and they lived in a common law relationship. It was noted throughout that they weren't able to marry. Like, I, I have no idea if they wanted to marry or not, but they were not able to because of shitty racist laws. Uh, she worked as a hairdresser for a time and she built up a reputation for herself. She also built up a network and was very involved with information. A lot of sources attributed her time as a hairdresser as her, her building up that relationship with people and building up like an information network sort of thing. Uh, she was very involved in her community as well. One, one of my favorite stories about her that involves zero witchcraft uh, was that a, a hairdressing client she had asked her for help because her husband was cheating on her. So she paid Marie Laveau to do something about the mistress who then turned around and either paid off or scared off the mistress to resolve the situation, which is a great example of sometimes you just have to sit down and do shit. Like you just have to, you just have to do it. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> the, the legwork of witchcraft, for instance, uh, she also helped a man whose son was accused of a crime he didn't commit. Uh, he went to her for help and supposedly she put different totes. I'm so sorry. I typed this on something that doesn't have autocorrect totem. She put different totems around the courtroom and he was found innocent. Uh, it was mentioned a lot, specifically that it was something he had not committed. I have no idea what his crime, what the crime he did not commit that he was accused of was, just that he didn't do it, and that he he was proven innocent. Uh, she would also participate in public witchcraft, which isn't a great way of phrasing that, but also like every other word that I used was also terrible. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Uh, and oftentimes the police would show up to break up these displays, hers or even just other people's. With her display, she would enthrall the police and usually, not actually usually, I think, I don't think there was an instance that was mentioned where they didn't either let them continue or just leave. Um, she was also a huge backbone of the community. She, she had a lot of notable acts. She'd visit prisoners, prisoners, prisoners on death row. Uh, she was requested to help during a huge outbreak of yellow fever. And like she did, like they, she was requested. So they came to her and asked her to help. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and she also posted bail for free women of color. Uh, her witchcraft was a mixture of voodoo and Catholicism. I'm unclear on the specifics of, of how she practiced, but I remember seeing she used voodoo practices and incorporated Catholic saints. Uh, she died peacefully at home a few years after retiring from public practices, though she still practiced privately. When she retired, I'm so sorry, I used all the wor horrible words. Uh, when she retired is when it seems like her daughter, Marie Laveau II, the one I mentioned earlier, took over more in pu practicing publicly. Supposedly, she liked to do performances in swamps and may have died during one. This is the instance I'm talking about where there is nothing to back it up and it was only mentioned like once. Um, I thought it sounded really cool, so I definitely wanted to mention it, but also it may not be true, so it may just be a cool story. Um, 
her mother her mother had a huge turnout at her funeral because she was such she was such a backbone of her community like every everyone came to her funeral um her gravestone I, I i'm suddenly concerned that that's not what grave markers are called but let's just power through it uh people used to go to her gravestone and mark three x's and make a request or a wish um of her and and then come back and circle them if it worked out i couldn't find information on where this came from why this started happening why people were doing this uh it's no longer something that can be done so if you got if you got excited about marking on a grave i'm very sorry uh multiple graves including hers in the graveyard that she is buried well she is probably buried in as i'll get into in a second uh were defaced the marking on her grave actually wasn't considered the biggest incident. Uh, at some point, somebody went and, like, sprayed... It was pink plaster. It was pink something all over her grave. And it had to be sprayed off uh, or her gravestone could have been destroyed. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of complaints about how they cleaned the gravestone after that one. But um, they didn't have a lot of options. Like, the graveyard didn't have a lot of options. They had to get it cleaned or it could, it could destroy the gravestone. So now to go into the grave site, you have to go in with a tour guide. You can't go in on your own, so you can't go in and, and do anything to the tombs. And it's... There was a couple... There may not have been a couple. It may have just been one mention. There was a mention that it's unclear whether or not she or Marie Laveau II, her daughter, is buried at the grave site. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, moving on, let's talk about some cool men witches. Uh, I don't have a lot, partially because when I initially did the research, I included a lot of, I, I, I spoke about it already, but I included a lot of, of men who have decided not to include in this section. I might discuss them at a later point, but not currently. Uh, Garrett Muntz has an article about how he got into witchcraft. Uh, specifically, he talks about how he, he had a he had a book on witchcraft, I believe it was a, a Wicca book, uh, and how he'd stay up late doing rituals and then he'd have to clean up before his family got up but then one day his father caught him and had him get rid of the book uh, as he as he got out on his own he was able to do more witchcraft on his own but it, what really drew him to witchcraft was having agency and a sense of control which is i can definitely relate to that i can definitely understand like wanting that and then sort of going for that uh, Michael Hackard wrote an article called Male Feminist Investigates How to Become a Male Witch on Vice.com. Uh, the only article title you'll you'll see me do in this re-recording. Uh, he interviews a male witch who requested to only be known by his initials, HS. Uh, HS had a great quote, just, Witches honestly don't go for the spotlight, more like the darkness. I never found the context for this quote. I definitely read over the article a couple of times trying to find the context for it because it was one of those like supersized quotes to catch your eyes. You'd be interested. Never found where it was in the article. I'm pretty sure that's a fault on my side, not a fault on the article side. Pretty sure I just read right over it. Um, sorry, that HS mostly just talks about his experiences with being a witch. Uh, he did note that he doesn't he doesn't know of any straight male witches. I've spoken with a few straight male witches, so like I, they, this is going to sound so shitty, they exist. Um, you do, I do personally tend to meet more women and queer witches, and I'm not sure if that's like, because I'm a woman and I'm also queer, and so I tend to gravitate towards, uh, towards people who have, have those characteristics. Uh, not, I don't know if that's the right word. Um, 
So I'm not sure if that's HS's experiences too, because I know personally I tend to speak to, I don't spend to talk to a lot of people about being a witch, uh, mostly just the podcast and some people I used to hang out with a few years ago. But uh, yeah, that's this is an upsettingly short section. I'll have to do better with, with this topic specifically in the future, but let's keep going. Nylon.com, there we go, Gabriella Hairstick has ask a witch is magic just for women which has the wonderful line the universe is gender fluid as hell um and she brings oh wait give me a sec okay sorry it's not gabriella hairstick is the one being interviewed not the one writing the article uh it's still her quote though uh, she she has this wonderful line because she got asked uh is witchcraft inherently female um, can I practice as a man whilst remaining respect for that? And her response is, can I just start off by saying the universe itself does not have a gender? Which is fair, because it doesn't. Also, gender's kind of made up. Like a lot of things, like words. Um, I love Hairstick's approach because it's fantastic and it's very, it's very open and fun. Um, in searching for this, I found some other things. Um, a non-binary witch uh, has a course you can take on astrology. Uh, I didn't look super into it because I can't afford the course. Um, but it it was cool because it was basically she... No, I'm so sorry, not she. Um, oh, no. Sorry, because I closed the articles. Let me... I'm going to try and pull the article back up just because I don't remember their pronouns right now. And I don't want to use, I don't want to just necessarily use they without knowing for sure. Let me see. Uh, while I'm trying to find this, one article kept popping up when I looked up different things about witchcraft. And it was, how does one best a witch? I didn't read very far into it, but it was a pretty concerning article because it was mostly just about how witchcraft is super cool, but also um, super bad. Is that it? Let me see. No. <laughs> Sorry, I've gotta I've gotta find this real quick. Or I'll go crazy. Oh no, where how did I, okay, that's what I want. Uh where is There we go. Sorry about that. Queer and non-binary astrology. Uh, from AnnaJoyHealing.com, in case you are interested in the course. That's fair. I didn't think this through. Uh, let me just grab their name, because that'll be easier than just using whatever pronouns. Sorry, I recently saw a thing where somebody was talking about how it's very rude to just default to they, them pronouns. Uh, it's one thing if you just don't know someone's gender at all um, and you don't have the ability to ask them. And another thing for, I didn't realize people were doing this, but people are, do, were, people are sometimes using they, them pronouns for, for trans um, people who have specified pronouns instead of just using their actual pronouns. Because they them's not really a default. It's it's an option, and it's an it's an okay thing to do if you absolutely don't know somebody's pronouns and you aren't in a position where you can ask. Um, I don't know why I can't find their 
Oh, sorry. It's just Anna Joy. Um, Anna Joy's uh, pronouns aren't listed. But in searching for, like, astrology, um, which was an interest of Anna Joy's, they kept... <laughs> I'm just going to give up and use they because I don't I don't have pronouns I can find at this current moment in time. Uh my mind went completely blank. Oh, gosh. Uh, basically, as they were researching, they kept sort of getting stuck in sort of uh, a cis heterosexual um, framing. And so they 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 studied and they reworked it and they worked out something that worked better uh, for them. And now they're, they offer a course. Uh, it's let me see real quick. Uh, it's $497. They do offer to split it up into two payments. It's not something I can personally afford. I'm so sorry. I got distracted trying to read over this. Um, it's cool. It's like a four-week program. Oh, sorry. It was a four-week program. It looks like this one has ended. Yeah, cause, sorry, because this was from uh, June, to, June to June, not June to July. It was through June. Um, sorry, like glancing over it, I thought I thought it was an inter internet course. Uh, it was it, it is. It's just it's it's one that's already already been complete. Um, I'm not sure if Anna Joy will do one later at a later time because possibly. Oh. Sorry, I found the about. <laughs> well, fuck, I they. They do the Queer Witch podcast, which I still need to listen to. Let me. I'm going to move on because I don't actually have much more to talk about Anna Joy right now. Um, I did find uh, it, it popped up on witchtips.tumblr.com, but it looks like it was created by trans warlock. Uh, sorry, trans hyphen warlock on on tumblr uh oh yeah no it is it's by trans warlocks uh they have a series of trans slash non-binary signals uh that came from a trans magic workshop they're doing uh sorry i found one i, I looked at the gender fluid sigil uh it's really cool it just a quote combines sigil with glamours and other spells to help affirm your gender and reduce dis reduce dysphoria promote gender euphoria etc um it's very cool uh it like it looks very pretty like i if you've looked at a sigil sigils look very pretty <laughs> um it's cool that they have a series uh let me see if it'll oh yeah well sorry i couldn't tell if it was a link or not they also have oh never mind it wants me to log in to look at it and i don't i don't want to do that right now um but they have they have a series of different uh, ones. And yes, again, I am, I am defaulting to they, them, because I'm not positive of their, their pronouns. Um, it's just for, oh, Vice. Another article from Vice by Maura Donovan, Donovan, uh, how witchcraft is empowering queer and trans young people. Uh, this is really cool. Maura uh, interviewed, well, sorry, Donovan. Donovan interviewed um, some different uh, queer witches. And they talked about basically their experiences uh, with witchcraft. 
Uh, uh, Dakota Hendricks, a non-binary trans witch based in New York, uh, talks about witchcraft as a supernatural form of self-defense. And I know there's another I wanted to... Sorry, it's a really nice article. It's the different the different interviewees get to talk about sort of like working with gender and working with witchcraft and like different things they do. Um, Rude, uh, a Latina witch, likes playing with gender by wearing aggressively dark makeup, uh, and also incorporates that into part of her witch identity. Um. Personally, she 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 finds identifying as a witch makes her strong, and she talk and she talks about how intimidating how it is intimidating to be a trans woman of color in public, and witchcraft helps make her feel like she's just as formidable as the culture that would threaten her. Uh, it makes her feel safer, which is nice. Sorry, I know I've talked I know I've talked about queerness and witchcraft before. Um, But it is, it is a common, it is common, um, to, to be queer and also identify as a witch. All right. So, uh, once again, in lieu of a spooky story, we are going to do a cryptid highlight. Cryptid. <laughs> and anyways, you guys got a nice little spooky actual sound <laughs> earlier. Wouldn't it be fun if we listened back to see if there's any other sounds in like the recording though? That'd be fun. We might have to do that later because- That's- I'd be terrified. We did listen back to make sure that it was in the recording, and it is. There's like a crackle just a few minutes before that. So (laughs) was there? I didn't hear it. So yeah, we'll have to do that again. We'll have to listen to that more. Um, All right. But the creature I'm featuring this week, Creature Feature. Do you remember Creature Feature, the band? This isn't a good subject. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Uh, but today I'm going to be talking about the Snallygaster. Smellygaster? Snallygaster? Snallygaster. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so it's from like Central Maryland is where it's usually spotted, but it's been seen all over, like in West Virginia, in Pennsylvania. It's been hmm, somewhere else. New Jersey, I think. Yeah. A, a couple different states just in the general mountainous regions. Uh, and its name is sort of a... I don't know what to call it when Americans get a hold of a word. Anglicized? <laughs> sure. Uh, version of Snellergeist, which is, you know, quick spirit in German. Bastardization. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, but because that the region of Maryland where the legend started was settled by Germans, they named this thing the quick spirit because it's super freaking fast. It's very quick. Nice. Um. It is described. You guys might be hearing Freya. No, no, go on, go in there. She's she's very purry recently. Um, it is described as a reptilian bird with a metallic beak, not like sharp or shiny or like rock metallic. So I, I think it's also shiny. It's supposed to have sharp teeth, which is strange for a creature with a beak, uh, and sometimes it also has tentacles. So it's got beak teeth metallic tentacled 
Yes. It also has a very long tail. So it's possible that some people are seeing the long tail and they're like, that's a fucking tentacle right there. Which I guess maybe they're not wrong. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how the tail it sounds functions, like they right? crack and learned how to fly. <laughs> um, and it is also sometimes described as dragon-like. Hmm. So, okay. Uh, it so the way it hunts people. Well, Maryland has a dragon on its yeah. crest, doesn't it? So I wonder if it. If, do you think that's more from like the settlers, or do you think that's like part of this? I don't know because that's not something that was ever mentioned in the the Snallygaster stuff I looked up. So I don't know. That's an interesting interesting thought, though. Wouldn't it be fun if it's not a dragon and it's actually the Snallygaster and they just haven't told anybody? <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, totally, it's not that. It's thing. a dragon. It's you a know. dragon. <laughs> It's noble. Um, but the way it hunts, it does hunt and kill people. Yes. Um, so the way it hunts is that it swoops from the sky, grabs its victims, and flies away with them. But it's so fast that nobody can do anything about it. It's like a second. Like, it suddenly appears. In a second, your friend is gone. It's very quick. It's supposed to be super terrifying. And that's partially because of the sound it makes. It makes a sound like a train whistle. So can you fucking imagine just walking along with your your buddy at night and you hear a train whistle and you're like, oh God, there's no trains. It's the Snallygaster. And by the time you finish that thought, your friend is gone. That's weird. So I wonder if there are any sightings of it before trains. See, I don't know because the, the train whistle is the only description I've really found of the sound it makes. Um, I mean, it's there were sightings, but I don't know because it's also related to a Native American folklore creature, the day, I don't remember how to say this, Dewayo. Mm. It's like a wolf man. Okay. What? <laughs> they fight <laughs> their enemies. So it's <laughs> one day man and one comment. night man. Yes. <laughs> Let me see the, the Indian name or Native American name. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't know how to pronounce it either. Do yeah, I, I don't remember. I looked it up and then I immediately forgot. So that's fun for all of us. Um, but I'll get to that. I'll get back to that in a second. Um, Teddy Roosevelt. And not, of course. Ted, not, <laughs> not even Teddy Roosevelt before he was like a president out doing shit. Like while he was a president, he wanted to hunt this thing. Yes, that makes sense. He wanted to hunt Bigfoot. I yep. He wants he wanted to hunt everything. I said wants, and who knows? Maybe he's still out there. Well, how many of the things in the Museum of Natural History were personally donated by Teddy Roosevelt? Oh yeah, it's a bunch, right? Yeah. I don't remember. He, he's all over that place. <laughs> he is all over like well, I think they he had... also started it. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, well he also he I think he did. He at least started initiatives that would have led to him because, you know, he started the, the National Park Service mm. and all of that stuff. I just remember one of the crushed pennies we made had his face on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love Teddy Roosevelt, though? <laughs> Probably the people who, who died. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, okay, so he does. He has a wolfman enemy. Um, and there are multiple eyewitnesses to them fighting. Um, that's kind of where the timeline gets interesting because the Wolfman, I haven't really looked into him very much yet because I, mm. I plan on doing him at a later time. Um, maybe the next, the next cryptid I go over. Um, the Wolfman doesn't seem to have like a lifespan description, but the Snallygaster does. It lives about 20 years and it lays one giant egg, one giant, uh, 
barrel-shaped egg. The only one they've ever found found was in West Virginia. It laid a, a leg and a leg. A leg. It laid a giant barrel-sized egg in a barn in West Virginia. The guy used to like charge people to come see it, but until it hatched, no news on it. Huh. We don't even know where it was anymore. So it's pretty sketch. So <laughs> you know. Um, there's a reason for that too, though. Uh, but the way it kills victims, I forgot to put this in. The way it kills vic- victims is that it sucks their blood. Okay. You know, so he's, he's kind of vampire-y. I'm down um, with that. A way to protect yourselves if you're worried about the Snallygaster is with the seven-pointed star. Like Ishtar star? No, it's eight-pointed, I think. I don't know. All I know is that it's, it works because seven's a holy number. Uh, At least okay, that was the course, reasoning. Because he's a demon. Yeah, you know. That old chestnut. Um, so there are a bunch of conflicting stories that happen around the same time. And I don't mean like in the same day, but like at the same time. So it either suggests like a population of Snallygasters or like maybe it's just that fast. <laughs> it's the, it's, like it's the flash. <laughs> really? We went to two very different places. <laughs> um, a man who saw it flying in Ohio reported a 20 foot long tail. And I mentioned that earlier and I wanted to bring it back up because uh, I think that, oh no, I said that too, but I do. I think that's where the, the tentacle thing comes from. Might be. Um, also it kind of sounds like a pterodactyl. I mean, do they have long, did they have long tails? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, every time we see them in media, they have tails. Yeah. But I mean, aren't they usually little, little tiny tails? I don't know. Petrie had an itty bitty tail, but he was a baby. That is definitely who I'm thinking of. <laughs> here on which witch <laughs> all directly related to talking dinosaur movies because i was gonna say land of the lost but those dinosaurs definitely talked we just <laughs> they couldn't understand them that's true <laughs> Christ. um it also reportedly left footprints in the snow in new jersey and they were pretty large footprints they were unlike anything that they'd seen before they were kind of like, they were almost bird-like because they had the, like, three-toe thing going on. They also were really thick, so think reptilian again. Maybe it was a dinosaur. Who knows? I hope so. <laughs> I don't, we don't know how long, uh, I almost said pterosaurs. I'm well, doing a different so type great of right now. Dinosaur. Uh, we don't know how long pterodactyls or pterosaurs, I guess, lived. So maybe it was 20 years. Could be. I mean, if a parrot can live, like, 80 years, you never know. How do Gila monsters live? It's like a hundred years, right? They live a long ass time. I don't know. I think so. Wait, maybe that's from a Godzilla movie. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh my God. Off topic. There's a rap song called like Tokyo's Revenge. It's all about this rapper talking about his ding dong. Please show me that after we're done recording. He calls it Godzilla. I love this. (laughs) I'm very excited. Listeners, you now have something to look up. Happy to put it on the, the top chart hits on Spotify. Wow, really? Yeah. That's wild. And that came on. I'm just like walking around like. <gasps> rap has been nuts lately. There's so many rap songs about anime. <laughs> this is not the subject we're talking sorry, about. Sorry, back to uh, the Snallygaster. Yes. So one of them have been reported to have died in a moonshine vat. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that was in West Virginia. Um, I, I'm pretty confident it was. Um, <laughs> but, 
but so it died in this vat of moonshine and they like had it and it it i don't know i guess it was probably fairly well preserved you can preserve things in in alcohol like yeah. that um but these men came and destroyed the carcass and they told everybody that they were revenue agents sounds like teddy roosevelt's secret service they were in suits they wore hats they were early times mib <laughs> <laughs> Because they, they dressed very businesslike, told nobody what they were doing, who sent them, why were they were there, just described themselves, and had the badges of revenue agents. Nice. They were uh, supposedly sent by, like, the tax service. Yes. Uh, what if that's the front for all the taxes? I, they can get the in anywhere service. they want to yeah. get in. Think, that's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty likely. Paranormal investigations. Um, those are, that's really the only hard facts I have on it. I do have like a handful of cutesy little things. Um, in DC, there is a beer fest that is described. Hold on. I have the description on my phone because I really liked the description. It was really cool. I don't know why I didn't just write it down on the paper. <laughs> it's because I don't think or plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called a beastly beer jamboree. <laughs> And it's called the Snallygaster. What? Yeah. It's really cool, isn't it? Um, there's also a Snallygaster in Fallout 76, which oh, is fun for okay. all of us from the Appalachian areas. It's really fun to find out all the different creatures that are, are featured in there. I got really excited. I'm still pretty excited. I still haven't played it. it I don't. I don't like playing online. It's not for me. Also, something about the way Bethesda games like render makes me really nauseous. Mm. Um, there's a part where like there's a, a local theme park. Now it's not a theme park, like a big theme park, like anybody's probably thinking of. It's a really small theme park. Real small time, yeah. Um, but like you can actually go there. Yeah, it's called something different and it has like a, a cat. Yeah, instead of the instead clown. of the clown. Um, but it's here it's called Candom Park. I don't know what it's called in that, but like I really want to set up my base there. It's really neat. And blow up the capital. Um, <laughs> that's mostly because of a band rivalry, but anyways, <laughs> uh, my husband also found, uh, the general place where he proposed to me. Oh yeah. Isn't that cute? Because you can get to Hawk's Nest and they have a little out overlook thing at actual Hawk's Nest. There are two, there's only one in the game, but he proposed me among the little overlooks. Aww. So the game has a pretty big place in my heart and I'll defend it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they've done some shady stuff recently. Yeah, well. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but the Snallygaster also has a blended whiskey named for it, which I want to try. Yeah. Doesn't that sound cool? It does. I want a cryptid whiskey. Did yes. I say whisker a minute ago? No, yeah, you said whiskey. Who? I hope so. You said a blended whiskey or a blended whisker. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what you meant. Definitely meant whiskey. Hope I didn't say whisker. Um, there is also a punk band from Maryland called the Snallygaster. Nice. Isn't that the coolest? That's pretty cool. I mean, if you're going to name a punk band after a creature, it should definitely be like... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, something as cool as the Snallygaster. Like Mothman? Mothman punk band? I don't think he'd be a punk band. We call it like Mothman's Revenge. The Mothman. Or <laughs> the Mothman. Or Everybody Wears Wings. Or Cornstalk's Revenge. <laughs> Is it corn Cornstalk? Chief Cornstalk, I thought. Was it? I might be wrong. Something like that. I might be wrong. The word corn is definitely present. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Chief Cornstalk. Okay. I don't actually know. 
I don't remember. We've been to Point Pleasant so many times. Oh we were here there la- or last year? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. Last year. Yeah. 2019. Yeah, 2019 we went to Mothman Festival. That was the first time we'd gone in like two years, right? Yeah, and it's huge now. It was so busy. We It had never been that busy before. Yeah, we had to like wait almost an hour to get through the traffic to get there. Are there so many people. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. There was also a group of teenagers that were definitely just walking around singing country roads. And I don't think they were expecting a large redneck woman to just start screaming it back at them. But I sure did. <laughs> Pretty sure I was wearing a sleeveless t-shirt at the time. Yeah, you were. You were wearing like a muscle shirt. I really fit the part. You did. You did. <laughs> it was great. I had really bad back pain. So I was like ruining the day I was born the whole time. <laughs> and I'm sure I was just mean and nasty the whole day. You weren't so bad. You were a little grumpy. Yeah, well. I couldn't drink. Yeah, well. But that's all we've got on the Snally <laughs> But yeah, I know I like the Snally I'm super excited to learn more about the Snally Yeah, I'm at least going to do his, his Wolfman counterpart. Yeah, I, I have to know about Nightman. <laughs> <laughs> I assume just because you know traditionally with Wolfman are a nighttime yeah. thing. Yeah, he like the way his name is written though it does have the the sound of like day in it though. So I don't know. Oh, so he might be the day. He man. might be the day man. Oh, oh. it's going to turn everything on its head. I know. <laughs> We're really <laughs> flipping the the social societal norms <laughs> of Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's still sexy though. That's like oh, see, yeah, no, Wolfman. They have to be. Werewolves right? have to be sexy in general. It's like a running theme. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome. <laughs> Unless the Snallygaster's just fucking ripped. I mean, who knows? He is a dragon bird thing with a metal beak. So sounds like Birdman like did some good old West Virginia <laughs> Harvey meth. Birdman? Yes. Did some good old West Virginia meth. Got a metal beak. And a tail. Uh, but it, some meth and some cocaine. So he probably his nose fell off because he did so much cocaine. There we go. So he put. Yeah. So he's wait, got no, a metal beak. Isn't there in one of the, the superhero continuum. And I don't know if it's like Marvel, DC or Hanna-Barbera. Which is a wild, wild statement. Somebody does. Somebody does have a metal beak on their face. I don't think it's the vulture. I don't know, but like... It's because they're missing a nose. I swear to God. I could see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. But you know, it's because he moved to Appalachia. Which, <laughs> no offense to anybody else from Appalachia. We are We're from, from Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah. Um, this is all good-hearted ribbing. And you know, just... Drunk as hell on moonshine. Just cut his fucking nose off. <laughs> you know he may have. It, it, it was a, it was a heavy cocktail of like prescription pills, meth, and some moonshine. And he's like afraid of his nose, just out there going like, "I'm gonna be the fucking Dark Lord." And slices his nose. Off. Yes, because he's also into Harry Potter. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Are you proud? No. <laughs> but you know, and just, you know, goes on a fucking crazy rampage through the night, and then the day man. <laughs> the day man. The wolf man <laughs> is like his destroyer. Not drugs and punches him in the face. So, like, 
is the wolfman activated like what if it's like a different wolfman but he's not activated until it lays its egg because then it continues i mean that's the fair. cycle so that would suggest that it is cyclical yes so like what so something would have had to put this in in action though well in twilight <laughs> I was actually really hoping for that reaction. <laughs> like, fucking, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> like, I figured you were going to react really badly when I, when I said in Twilight. Because, you know, who bases their scientific evidence on Twilight? Stephanie Meyer's fever dream. <laughs> I'm dying. About a sparkly vampire. Who wants to fuck her, but is too moral to do so. (laughs) Yes, that's that's my whole synopsis of the story. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) But no, I mean, there's probably something like, especially if it's Native American, it's probably something cyclical like that. Like the hero has to rise because something happens. And I'm, I'm assuming it's probably triggered by like a natural disaster or something like that. I mean, that's that's a good point. It might be. I don't know. We'll have to do more snallygastering. Yeah, we'll have to snallygaster it up. <laughs> Check in on the day. I want to say daywoo, but that's definitely that's that was a, a car. car. So that's definitely not what it's called. Let me look at how it's spelled again. Dewayo? I don't know. When you said Indian word, I totally went like way off and was like, oh, a rougarou? <laughs> <laughs> that's too much supernatural right there. Horrible cop. <laughs> oh god never watch wolf cop with children oh god there's several gratuitous love scenes there's more than you expect as a wolf we've we've really yeah we're way off uh, we've gone off for a while now but yeah no. i think it's been like a solid five or six minutes since <laughs> we've, we've been talking about the snallygaster <laughs> well it's been a while they i'm sure they've, they've missed or hated our shenanigans i don't know which the reviews are mixed that's so true <laughs> they really are <laughs> we've never lied to you guys you know what you're in for <laughs> we've said it since day one don't expect anything good no <laughs> all right i'm gonna end this segment i'm making a, a decision <laughs> Catch you later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this brings us to the end of our first episode after our hiatus. Should we make it a season? (laughs) (laughs) You know, probably. Probably. Uh, But thank you guys for sticking with us and believing in us that we'd come back. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, And as always, if there's anything you want to hear about that you want us to look into, let us know. Or if you have anything spooky or something that's happened to you and you want to share with uh, the rest of the audience, the rest of the class, uh, let us let us know about that, too. (laughs) (laughs) But in closing, I just want to let you know that your pets have eyes that can see wavelengths that you can't see and all kinds of things. So, you know, try not to think about that when they stare off dead into the space. See, I think about that all the time anyway, because I'm fully under the assumption that animals see see spirits. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, when your cat stops dead in the room and it's all of its fur poofs out, it's definitely not seeing something you can't see. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Stay spooky. Keep your tits up. Oh my god, I forgot! <laughs>
who I was like, it's something stupid. Fuck. Oh boy, you really screwed the pooch on that one. I did. I did. But stay spooky. <laughs> Keep your tits up.